Welcome to Rooftop Perspectives, inspiring Christ followers to join Jesus in his mission in their everyday lives. Welcome to Rooftop Perspectives. My name is Michael Brewer, and this is John Whaley. Good day, John. It's good. Good to see you, my friend. Looking forward to this um, conversation. Yes, we're glad you've joined us today for Rooftop Perspectives. And our goal each week is to encourage you, to inspire you to join Jesus in his mission in your everyday life. And we do that through stories of special guests and stories about how God's moving across the nations. But today we want to begin with a question. What if every Christ follower saw themselves as a missionary sent by God to impact their neighborhood with the gospel? And what if they did it? It would impact the entire city. We know that. But what does that look like? That's that's the question to ask her. And then where do we begin? How do we begin to do that? Well, today's guest is going to offer us an amazing solution that's simple and effective, and I believe God-given. Amen. That's right, Michael. Man, I am so excited today to have the founder and president of Bless Every Home with us, Chris Cooper. Um, Chris, in 1997, um, he led a team um, that founded the Mapping Center for Evangelism and Church Growth. And and blesseveryhome.com is actually the primary project of the Mapping Center and a major movement to fulfill the Great Commission literally across the United States. Their vision, as you'll hear today, is every home in America prayed for and cared for and, and actually to be able to be engaged and hear the gospel. Today, more than 109,000 people have signed up to live pray, care, share lifestyles in their neighborhoods, impacting more than 2 million homes. So today, we're going to hear the story of how all of this began and how it works. So enjoy this conversation with Chris Cooper. Chris, thank you for taking time today to join us on Rooftop Perspective. It's great to have you with us. Thank you, John. Wonderful to be with you. Well, I'm Thanks excited about, yeah, it's going to be a great conversation. I, I tell you what, I love, I love what you do and I love Bless Every Home. But before we get into Bless Every Home and the whole story, um, just um, for those who have no idea of who you are, tell us um, something about Chris and um, your family, your journey to Christ, um, God's calling on your life, anything you want us to know about Chris Cooper. Well, I, I am, first of all, I'm not a pastor. I am, <laughs> I came out of the business world and uh, I'm, uh, I'm 74 years old. I have one wife, named <laughs> Karen, and we have two daughters and four grandchildren. Mm-hmm. We live in the Orlando area. Um, but we really started this program 26 years ago in the Kansas City area when uh, what was called Campus Crusade for Christ, now crew, um, would ask uh, us if we would head up the Jesus Video Project in Kansas City in 1996, before the internet became mainstream. And uh, so I remember when we had a, 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 a breakfast at First Watch Restaurant, uh, there were three of us. Two, there was a representative from uh, Campus Crusade and then Dr. Bruce Fitzy, who has a great heart for the Lord. And they, they said, Chris, uh, we have a vision to see every home in greater Kansas City receive a clear presentation of the gospel and an invitation to receive Christ. And I thought, wow, that's a big vision. How are you going to do that? And they told us about the old uh, Jesus video project where we were distributing the VHS tapes of the Jesus film. So uh, we started uh, talking about how that was being done in a number of different cities. And they, they, uh, 
actually Dr. Fitzy offered to help Karen and, and I be, uh, have some funds to, to help us get going if we could uh, try to start it up. And, uh, and so uh, that's how we got started. That's amazing. I love that. I love that story. For those of the younger generation who don't know what a VHS tape is, um, <laughs> this wonderful, wonderful technological breakthrough we had decades ago that was this big square <laughs> box. I actually still have a VHS player that still works. Um, and so, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember those those days. But so that's how that's how how the whole the whole story began. Um just the vision out of that distributing these VHS tapes. Um, so, yes. so what happened from there? I know that kind of was the spark that began. Well, less every home. Right. So how did it move forward? So I, well, in that, in that process, um, I was exploring what was happening in other cities and, and, uh, I, I presented this to an Episcopal priest named Jeff Black, and he was he was so evangelical that he got fired from his job. It's <laughs> jerk. It's a good reason. But he said, uh, "He said, you know how my people would do this? My people would pick out about four homes right around us who are probably unchurched and far from God." And then we would pray for them during the year and uh, make sure we know their names because the typical American can't tell you the names of their four closest neighbors. And then we would, uh, at Christmas time, we would gift wrap the Jesus video and plate it, put it with a plate of cookies and a personal note that says something like, fun to be your neighbors, hope you enjoy this as much as we have. And I said, wow, I said, that is a stealth military maneuver. <laughs> so, uh, so I, uh, we started to talk to pastors all over the Kansas City area, and I had uh, some, some great support. And we, uh, uh, that's what we did. So we ended up raising up uh, about 10,000 believer households in Kansas City, and they uh, adopted uh, over 40,000 uh, wow. neighbor homes who are probably far from God and unchurched. And then we, we went through that. That, that was really the first large-scale um, uh, uh, outreach um, using this new pray, care, share relational uh, distribution process. And it got to be so, so big, we had to develop a little uh, a computer system in order to facilitate it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so, so we ended up distributing uh, uh, over 40,000 of these Jesus VHS tapes at Christmas of 1996. Awesome. So after that, uh, Dr. Fitzy and I were invited by Steve, Stephen Douglas at Campus Crusade to come to Orlando and uh, and talk about what we had done. And he said, you know, we do all kinds of outreach efforts, not just the Jesus Video Project, but but we do. Uh, just all kinds of things. And the biggest problem that we have is how do we map and track these outreaches? And uh, so he said, if you would consider taking what you have and go national with it, we'll, we'll help you do that. And he introduced us to uh, the, uh, uh, the Southern Baptist Convention that we already, you know, work with some and the assemblies of God and the Nazarenes and, and Paul Cedar at mission America. So, um, we actually launched this program. I remember the day 
We went to a summit meeting in uh, Atlanta at the air. We met at the airport in Atlanta and uh, the uh, people had flown in from all over the country. And I, uh, uh, we, so we were meeting there in this, uh, at, the, at the airport. And we were looking for a way to, to get the gospel out to every home in the United States before December 31, 1999. Okay, so this was April 23rd, 1997. And, uh, and when I told them what we had done in Kansas City, they, they said, well, hey, why don't you just lead this for us and help us get, um, help, help us uh, equip the believers all over the country to um, get the gospel out to their neighbors at Christmas. Now, those of you who were alive at that time will remember that December 31 uh, was uh, Y2K. That's and right. there was really, <laughs> we laugh about it now, but there was serious concern that yeah. the, the whole business structure of the world was going to collapse <laughs> uh, on that date because they, there was actually, there was a, uh, an admiral in the Navy who helped helped design the COBOL uh, computer language. And she decided that because storage space on computers was so expensive and so limited that we didn't need to, to store the first two digits of the four year, four digit war. I remember that. <laughs> and that, her name was uh, uh, Grace Hopper. Admiral yeah. Grace Hopper was the one <laughs> who made that decision. And so uh, actually, so people, companies did massive amount of programming work to try to uh, uh, fix it before it came about. I remember the night when uh, the, the, it switched over to the year uh, 2000 that we were watching as it changed over from the different islands that first came up, you know, crossed into the new year and everybody was holding their breath <laughs> and, and there was no problem at all. Nothing happened. <laughs> but there was a sense of urgency of, yeah. about putting the gospel out before that time. Anyway, so uh, we got started and uh, we, we developed a nationwide database of households. It was, it was like, think of the old um, white pages phone directory, mm -hmm. right? But um, so what we had was a white pages phone directory without phone numbers. So we had names and addresses basically, right? So we were we built this program, which is which is now evolved uh, into Bless Every Home, uh, and so uh, we're excited to Amazing. what the Lord has done to help us develop this, and and uh, so we have. Uh, let's see, now we have about a hundred and ten thousand lights for Christ. And when a light for Christ um, uh, signs up, you just go on the internet and the and you put in your name and your address, and it's always free for any believer in America. And uh, we send you a map and a list of your 40 closest neighbor homes, and then and then we send you five neighbor homes to pray for each day, and you can color code your maps to show where you are in your, in your pray care share journey with each neighbor. Amen. So, so good. So we have, yeah. uh, we have uh, uh, almost 110,000 lights. Now those 110,000 lights have adopted um, 
uh, almost uh, 3 million neighbor homes and posted now, uh, we just crossed 43 million prayers posted for those 3 million neighbor homes. That's amazing. Our goal is to, is to have every home in America adopted by one or more lights for Christ. And the only thing that's holding us back is just people being aware of this opportunity. Yes. That's one reason we wanted to have you as our guest, because I am constantly telling people about Bliss Every Home. Um, and I appreciate that very much, John. There are so many people that have not heard of it. Um, and I'm just always amazed how many pastors and others I talk to that have never heard of Bless Every Home. Because, I mean, I've known about it for years, but it's a great, great tool. I use it every day. Um, I get up, I see my five neighbors. I pray for them. Mm -hmm. I love to walk my neighborhood. And so um, I look at my map to see exactly where their houses are. Um, so it's just a great tool. And I've used it to connect with several of my neighbors and get to know them um, because yes. I have their name. I know where they live. I'm praying for them. And it's just a great, great tool. Right. You know, I, I was just recently, I was thinking about uh, the parable that, well, the story um, where Jesus was uh, in a home Right. And, and, and all these people started gathering around and there was such a big crowd. Nobody could get close. Mm -hmm. And there were there were four friends of, of a, a crippled person who had been crippled since since birth. And so they had they were carrying him on a mat and they they went up on top of the roof and and tore out the roof. A hole in the roof so they could drop this this uh, paralyzed man down in front of Jesus so that Jesus could heal him and uh, and I, I think that's that's kind of what we're doing here with our neighbors is we're we're carrying them uh, into in front of Jesus so that yeah. he can heal them. Uh, I, and you know, and it was interesting when, when after that event, that Jesus said it was the faith of your friends that healed you. Mm -hmm. And so, as we as we uh, uh, come together and reach out to our neighbors and build relationships, you know, we. We and we lift those people up before the throne of grace. That's that's the most important thing to do is just praying for them, because it's the Holy Spirit who does the work uh, to draw them to Himself. But uh, so that that's uh, that's what we have. Amen. Amen. Now, I believe there's some slides you wanted to share with us. Sure. Yeah. If, uh, well, yeah. Do you have, okay. Do you have the slides up now? I do. Okay. So this is this first one is, um, uh, the, the idea of what we're doing here is that we believe that every church in America was really God planted them to help make their, their neighbors, reproducing disciples of Jesus Christ. So, and Jesus said, I'm the light of the world and you are the light of the world in Matthew 5, 14. So um, let's just go to the next one here. See if I can, yeah. And he so so Jesus said, you are the light of the world. And he told the churches, he said, Look, your job is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And that's what we're really doing. We go right down to the core level of equipping the saints uh, to reach out. So um, when you go to Bless Every Home and you sign up and just put in your street address and your uh, name and you make a password and put in your email, 
then we instantly send you a map and a list of your 40 closest neighbor homes. And you can, you can do it on a, uh, on a tablet or on your phone uh, or on your computer. But you'll notice here how their color, each of the icons for the homes is color coded. Uh, and I'll explain that to you in a minute. So then when you look at your, you drill down and look at your, um, the homes that are assigned to you, see the, the lights, you can color code your lights based on where you are on your great care share journey. And when you open up each one of these homes, you can see an information panel on them. So if you're, if you prayed for them, you turn them red. And if you are in a caring relationship, you can turn them gold. If you're, if you've actually shared the gospel with them, you turn them green. And if they're already believers, you turn them blue. So the whole, the object here is that you turn every home in your mission field blue because they're mm. reproducing disciples of Christ. Amen. You can, okay. So, um, now each each light for Christ gets a real-time dashboard. So for example, in this uh, this one, we can see that I have adopted 75 homes uh, around where I live and posted 248 prayers for those 75 homes. And then this shows caring relationships. How many homes? around me am i in a caring relationship here's how many that i've actually shared the gospel with and here are the number where we've identified that there are already believers so there's a every time i click on the map and change or i click to uh, pray for neighbors this increments this real-time dashboard here mm -hmm. now when uh all right, and then when you when you look at your phone, this is what it looks like on your phone, where you can uh, you can see your map, and you can see each of your neighbors, and then at the same time each day we sent when we send you five neighbor homes to pray for, and then and then there's scripture that we uh, suggest to you. You can pray for as however the Lord leads you, but, uh, and then you can click pray for all. And then we'll go and find these five homes on your map and turn them all red or increment your, your dashboard. Okay. So, and again, it's always free for any believer in America. So there's also an app that you can go to, but I recommend when people start start out that they go to blesseveryhome.com to sign up because it has more features and then you can sign up on the app as well. So there, there's a, John and uh, uh, Dave Ferguson wrote a book called Bless. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's really, an, an expansion on the pray, care, share lifestyle, because the pray, care, share, you begin with prayer and then you, uh, they break the care part into three, three parts into listen and then eat and, or fellowship and then serve. Mm -hmm. So that's all part of the care part. And then here's the share start. Now that's your, you tell your story and his story. So if you, if you follow this, uh, you don't have to go to seminary to learn how to be an evangelist. You just, you've got it down. <laughs> that's, it's as easy as that. Right? And I've used that. I've used that acrostic so many times in teaching people. It's a great acrostic. Yeah. And, and it's so easy to remember. Uh, so, uh, here is our uh, dashboard. It's actually an old screenshot we took of it, but and now we're at uh, over 43 million posted prayers here in this. Wow! So we have we have uh, 
tools to be a light for Christ, to reach your neighbors. And then we also have church tools because the, uh, and we, we have more than 12,000 churches in America that have one or more lights. Mm. Uh, so, and then we do city reaching movements. So here you can, these icons represent the lights that have been raised up. Uh, so the whole state of Virginia has has been raising up lights. This is the over here, Metro Kansas City, Tampa Bay, uh, Florida, and here's the Metro Austin area where they did they've done city reaching movements where over a hundred different churches have been all engaged and raised up their their lights. So um, so we. You know, Jesus said, whoever has faith the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain into the sea. So that's that's kind of the an approach we take. The, the first thing is we, we, we want the leaders in the church to become lights because if a pastor doesn't, they actually become a light to his own neighbors. He's not going to, or she... Or, will not catch it and it won't really take off in the church. Uh, although other lay leaders within the church can lead it too, but, but the pastor is key uh, to getting the church involved. And then so the church invites their members, the members network, uh, other members within their neighborhoods, then the lights invite their friends, and then there are city reaching movements. So when we go to the next uh, slide here, the, we, we provide a, uh, a tool to the pastor to invite all of the members of the church to be lights for Christ. And we give them a, a unique little link in, the, in an email that they can send out to their members when they present, uh, present this. I remember when uh, Pastor Shaddy Solomon heard about this about 20 months ago, and he heard about it from his brother. And so he he came out on the stage. He's at the Lake Mary Church in uh, Lake Mary, Florida. And he came out on the stage and dressed up like Mr. Rogers. <laughs> and, he, and he took off his coat and he put on his... Uh, uh, sweater, you know, and then he changed into his slippers and he, and he started singing, uh, won't you be my neighbor? And, and, and he That's said, great. so I said, we, we want to see every, uh, neighbor home in our mission field adopted by one or more lights for Christ. So we are all going to become lights for Christ to our wow. neighbors. And, and that's when he sent out this little link and has this, or the, the email has this little link here and they, and they signed up for it. So, um, and when a, when a person is invited to become a light, they come in here and they see uh, uh, what it looks like and uh, uh, to be a light. Right, and they just sign up here. It's a very simple sign up process. And we just ask people, hey, are you a pastor or a church administrator? If they say yes, we ask them to sign up their church. And if they say no, uh, I'm not, then you just click no. All right, if the pastor can just sign up the church, then and uh there's a and we provide a free tool to the pastors to be a partner church so that the that the church gets their own dashboard as well yeah. and they're able to invite all of their members to become uh to become lights we have three different church services that's really how we fund the ministry because it's always free for any individual to become a light. So, but these are optional and uh, every church can have a free account here. So the, you know, we start out again, 
by asking the pastor to sign up to be a light to their own neighbors. And uh, it doesn't take long before the pastor uh, has a revelation that, wow, if, if the members of our church would all start doing this, it would change everything in the church. That's right. Amen. So that's, that's where they, then they start preparing for outreach. So that these are three different services that we offer to the churches. But uh, so then the church invites the members and that's where we have this email uh, that goes out like this is the Lake Mary Church here, okay? And um, then when when the, the members of the church sign up to be lights, the church can see a map and a list of all of the church's um, uh, lights and how they're distributed. Now, these... Um, uh, outlines that you see here define what's called what we call prayer walkable neighborhoods. They typically have about 400 mailing addresses in each one of these. Uh, I have to give credit to the Census Bureau. To, they're the ones that define these neighborhoods. Hmm. And they, they work well to subdivide a church's uh, mission field into bite-sized pieces and uh, what you so what you see here is how there are many in one neighborhood you'll, you'll often see many different lights and these lights tend to be the best members of the church they are the intercessors and they're often the emerging leaders within mm -hmm. the church right so um uh, but I, I have to tell you that these people that, uh, probably one of the things other than the fact that they're all lights and go to the same church, one of the things they have in common is they really don't know each other unless the sure. church has done something really unusual, which I rarely hear, of. um, the churches are not proactive about introducing their members to each other when they live in the same neighborhoods. So they, in fact, the, the typical member of, a, of an American church, and we do surveys that uh, ongoing surveys that are measuring this. We ask, well, how many other members of your own church can you name if you drew a one mile radius around your own home? And the, the uh, typical answer is 1.6, whereas there are far more within a mile radius than, uh, than but the, uh, so the, the churches are basically totally disconnected when it comes to neighborhood ministries. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things that we, that we feel like is so important if the big C church is really going to take advantage of its strength is just to network the believers within neighborhoods and become missional communities within. And, and this is so much, John, of what you guys are doing a great job. Uh, so, so the, uh, and one of the things that when a church has this, if they have a first first time visitor, they can plot that first time visitor on the map and then go find the closest lights to go follow up. And so this this really um, uh, revolutionizes the church's uh, follow up and assimilation programs to to get new members to become invited. So this just to give you an example of. Remember, I told you that Pastor Shaddy Solomon started 20 months ago in his church with the with the Mr. Rogers invitation, <laughs> and he so he has actually he's at uh, 840 lights now, and wow. they they have adopted about 
20,200 uh, 20, neighbor homes at this point, okay? And they are over 350,000 prayers. Wow. Now they're, they're at 370,000 prayers now that they've posted for those 20,000 neighbor homes. Mm -hmm. So they're having a major impact. And really for the first time, we're able to have a real time measurement of the mm -hmm. spiritual impact of the church on the mission field. So that's, I, that's one thing that I really love is, is you're able to track those numbers and say, here's the impact we're making. And, and I don't want people to miss that. When you think about 370,000 prayers have gone up for these 20 something thousand homes. I mean, that's, 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 I mean, that is just amazing. And, and all of this, you can see how those are driving, uh, uh, relationships between the lights and their neighbor homes. And, uh, and, uh, there's just so many different facets of this. So a church gets their own QR code and they can always have it up there. So it's, it's not like a, short-term project that you do it's you're you're really trying to have a, a sustaining long-term impact on your mission field so here's here's a picture of where all of pastor shaddy's lights this is just a small group because they go all over the uh orlando area and then uh once you have your lights you can network those lights within neighborhoods and have block parties and all kinds of things. So um, uh, then we have another program where you can upload um, a map of all the different members of the church within each neighborhood. And then the lights are the best prospects to uh, network all of those neighbor homes within one neighborhood. Exactly. So, yeah. So, um, and then when you, when you're a light, um, if you have, you have Christian friends and if you say, if you like it, you can send an invitation to a Christian friend to become a light to their own neighbors. And you just mm -hmm. click that. And in this case, five different friends have, um, uh, accepted the invitation uh, to become lights. And, uh, and that's why then when, when people invite their Christian friends, then they can turn around and invite their own churches to become, uh, partner churches and raise up lights. So that, that's why we have, uh, actually over 12,000 churches in America that have one or more lights now. So, uh, and, so Okay. So, so I mentioned city reaching movements. So we, we have a, a hierarchical structure where we can go all the way up from the national prayer committee. And then you have state conventions here and you have associations within states and you have churches under them. And then there are, have lights. So we can mobilize all the way within every denomination all the way from the very top all the way down to member lights so as i mentioned uh, that our goal is to see every home in america adopted by one or more lights now here this is a city reaching movement we did in austin texas uh, and uh, we can put our tools right inside of a, a church's website and uh, so they can sign up. And in Austin, they have, um, let's see how they do this. Okay, and uh, Austin, they have 96 churches that raised up um, 2,300 lights and they posted, uh, this is actually uh, right at a million prayers right now. 
for those homes. So it, uh, it keeps growing because the people keep praying, right? Here's where all the churches are in Austin that participated and where all the lights are right there. So um, we're, we're getting ready to launch uh, an Orlando program now uh, to raise up all the lights, all the churches and get them involved. And uh, so we're very excited about what we're That's doing. That's great. So. So, so good. That, uh, John, I love, I love the work that you're doing with these rooftop uh, encounters and helping people get a vision for what the Lord wants to do. Amen. Bless, man, it's so good to have you today and, and to share, you know, just to share what, um, you know, to share what, what God is doing through Bless Every Home. As a matter of fact, we're actually having a neighborhood cookout in a few weeks in my neighborhood that me and several other lights have put together. And, that's and perfect. And so yes. that's, that's how we're using this tool as I've been sharing with some believers within the neighborhood. And so we're actually doing a cookout in just a couple of weeks to um, just to get neighbors together, eat together, meet each other, get to know each other and to begin to build those relationships. And, mm -hmm. and, and it's, and it's uh, just a wonderful tool. So we just encourage everybody. If you missed that website, it's blesseveryhome.com and go there, go to the website, sign up. It's free and begin using this amazing tool. You know, one of the things we do is we lead people how to pray for their neighborhoods and how to, at, at the rooftop, how to begin to say, God, help us see what you see. And then we always incorporate the Bless Every Home app into that to help these Christians begin to be able to pray for their neighbors by name because it makes a huge difference. And, and, and I love walking my neighborhood and I walk by those houses and I've, I've used the list for so long. I know who's in each house. And also what I love is how quickly it updates. Um, we just had a neighbor move in. And as a matter of fact, I got on my app the name of the neighbor who was moving in before they moved in. Um, I mean, I got the name on my update and it was like a week later they moved into the house. No. And, uh, <laughs> I said, well, this is awesome. Um, you know, and, um, and so, yeah, it's just a great tool, but Chris, man, thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Well, my and, pleasure, John, and God bless you for the wonderful work you're doing. And we're well, excited to partner with you. Well, thank you, brother. Thank you for all that you do. And we're going to continue promoting bless every home and until Jesus comes back. So, Amen. Um, I mean, <laughs> always tell people if you're going to reach a city it's going to be by neighborhood by neighborhood and then that's yeah. how you that's how you reach a city and that's how you reach a state um, it starts with christians understanding you're in your neighborhood as a missionary to that neighborhood and and bless every home gives us a great tool so god bless you my friend well, thank you john and we look forward to connecting and um, many 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 more times in the days ahead yes and we do too Wow. Reaching our neighbors. What a slap in the face that, that most of us can't name the four closest neighbors to us in America. It's true. So that means that reaching our neighbors requires something of us, and that's us being intentional. A prayer, care, share lifestyle doesn't just happen because, well, that'd be really great if it happened and we sit here and wait for God to drop it out of the sky. Well, God has. <laughs> He dropped it out of the sky and to bless every home because Amen. it gives us a very simple strategy that allows us to develop an intentional lifestyle. Like you said, using the app, I have the app. I'm, I'm praying. I mean, I found neighbors that I didn't even know I had living back off the road because of the app. Uh, but this sense of, if I can now, when I walk in my neighborhood, I can stop and say, God bless Larry and Brenda, breast, you know, you, you yeah. can call the name of the people as you walk by, which makes your prayer life more centered. And it, it, you get more specific. 
And then when you go up and knock on the door and say, hi, I'm your neighbor, I'm Michael, and, and my wife and I have been, been praying for you guys, but there have been generic prayers. You know, God bless them, keep them safe, be with them in the storms. But what is, is there something we can pray specific for you or your family or work? Mm-hmm. It just opens the door. Very few people ever say, no, I don't believe in that stuff. Yeah. It's just, it's a, it's a great way. It is. It's a great, it's a great tool. And and I love the illustration that Chris uses of the four friends yeah. who brought their crippled friend, you know, and they tore the roof off to drop him down in front of Jesus so that he could be healed. And I love what Chris said when he said, our role as lights in the neighborhood, because that's what we call a person who signs up. We call them a light in the neighborhood. And um, we do the same thing. We're placing our neighbors in front of Jesus through prayer. And then as we build that relationship with them, caring for them um, and caring for them can be as simple as taking them a plate of homemade cookies and getting to know them, um, you know, and beginning to have some kind of relationship with them. But um, we're, we're, we're placing them in front of Jesus so they can be healed spiritually. And, and it's just a, what a, I thought when he shared that, I said, man, that is, that is a great analogy because when we pray for our neighbors, we're asking God to go before us. And I know in my neighborhood that has happened several times um, that uh, as I've gone to the home of a neighbor to introduce myself, um, they, you know, it's like God's already gone before me. And they're like, and they're, oh, come on in, have something to eat with us. You know, I mean, it's it's just it's just amazing. But, man, what a great tool to help us place our neighbors in front of Jesus as we pray for them and then get to know them. I, I, great analogy. Great analogy. Yeah. yeah. Well, what, what do we do? We do what God put us here to do. Mm-hmm. When he made that statement and it had, you know, it had all those slides. And, and, I, and I know that could get tedious when, when looking at all of them. But when we had that slide and he said, you know, God plants churches in neighborhoods. So those churches members can lead people to become reproducing disciples who reach others reproducing disciples. And he talked about the fact where the the Bible tells us that we are equipped members for ministry. And there we go. Our tagline, joining Jesus in his mission. Yes. Yes. Because God, God put us here. I believe we're in our neighborhood for now because this is where God intended for us to be. Because I remember when, when we came to look at this house and we knew where we were coming to, and Dana's first thing was, well, I just I just didn't look over in that area because, that, you know, that's just not an area I was interested in us moving to. And you walked in and it's like God put his hand on your shoulder. I know you weren't thinking about this area, but look what I have for you. <laughs> and God put us here. And we've yeah. got people we've got people around us that are lost, people around us that are, are strong believers, people around us who were strong believers and have gotten hurt and, and moved away. And we're just speaking into their lives, living, yeah. trying to live life with them. And uh, that's joining Jesus in his mission. Yeah. That's, that's why I love. Mission. Yeah. That's why I love this app. I mean, I love bless because, you know, and, and it's not just for individuals as he's talked about, you know, there's a whole church strategy yeah. um, where a church can, sign up and get their people to sign up. And we have that at our church and we can see where all of our lights are, where they live, um, their neighborhoods. And we have the constantly as a church, how many prayers are being lifted up, how many homes are, have been adopted. It's just an amazing, amazing tool. Um, but what you said about the neighborhood, I think back to Todd and Sheila at Around yes. the Corner Ministries, they always talk about, you know, we have to realize that none of us just happen to be where we live. We are yeah. sovereignly placed there by God to be a light in that neighborhood. And, um, you know, and, and I'm getting to know my neighbors and a lot of that's because of bless every home. And yeah. as a matter of fact, we're actually having next week, um, our first neighborhood cookout. I don't know how many is going to come. Um, we're inviting about 30 or 40 different homes to join us at the park. And me and another neighbor are providing all the hamburgers and hot dogs. And, um, and we'll just see what happens. But, you know, but and I've got him now using Bless Every Home, he and his wife. And so, you know, it's just an amazing tool. But, man, it, it was great. Chris Cooper is a great guy. And I really 
got to know him. Matter of fact, how I met him, I didn't tell this at the beginning. When I went to the National Prayer Committee meeting in Hollywood, California, two years ago, Chris sat down next to me at our table. And that's how Chris and I met and just hit it wow. off. And when he told me what he, who he was and what he did, I said, man, I've been using your app for years, <laughs> you know? And yeah. so just a great guy. So I want to thank all I love this, this thing. Even though Cesar Kalinowski was six months ago, the two of these back up to each other like, like, like bacon, lettuce, and tomato. They just fit together because the whole thing he talked about, you know, being intentional and not additional. He, Chris never used those words, but everything about this app, everything about what he said is learning to be intentional in your daily life about where God's put you with your neighbors. Pray when he went to bless and yes. he went to bless, it almost matches up with the six rhythms of life mm -hmm. that and I thought, you know, that Caesar did. And I think God's God's doing something in this broadcast where you went back and said, I feel like we need to see that again before you interviewed Chris. Yes. And look how they just, they just flow together. So well, I, I'm excited to see what, what, what God's doing. I am too. Well, we're excited that everybody joined us today. This is our first episode. Some of you may be watching this today on Spotify or you may be watching it on Apple or listening to it as you're driving. And we appreciate that. We do want to remind you, um, like we do every week, you know, to like um, what what you're listening to. If you like it, please, if you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook, like it, share it. You can even do that on your podcast and subscribe or follow us. And then if you're watching this on, a, on another podcast platform, what would really help us, especially in these first weeks being on all these different platforms, if you would write a review. Just simply write a viewer and say, man, this really helped me. Whatever you want to say, that would, um, man, that would help us greatly as well. So we want to thank you for coming. If you want to know more about who we are at the Rooftop International, just go to the rooftop.org and learn all about the ministry. And next year, we'll be actually doing a discipleship summit across North America in Dallas. And to learn more about it, just go to the rooftop.org and backslash summit. And um, you'll learn more about um, the summit coming up. And I'm going to be a part of that. So thank you for joining us today. And God bless.